Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to another episode of the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. We are continuing talking about happiness today. And before we jump into it, just again, want to just share with you just a few things. One is my new book, You Got Style. How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family Finances, and Much More. I've been getting interviewed by all kinds of folks, the Zig Ziglar folks, John Tesh and his Intelligence for Your Life. Uh, we've, we've been hearing from all kinds of people about how great the book is, how much they love the book, how much the book is helping them, how much they want to share the book with their family and friends and co-workers. People are wanting to get it into the workplace so they can all kind of learn together better. Heard from one group that uh, trains uh, pastors, particularly those who would start new churches, and they go through an evaluation process to see if that uh, pastor is qualified. And they were saying that, again, this is something they want to add to their curriculum. So I just know the book can help you. It can help you to understand yourself better and understand others better. And I hope that you'll get a copy. If you're a podcast listener, you probably like to listen to stuff. My book is available on audiobook in 44 different outlets. You could download it and be listening to it just like you listen to this podcast. It's also available in hardcover and softcover and e-book as well. So I hope you'll pick up a copy of the book. I think it'll really help you in a lot of ways. I'm excited about all the new opportunities and all the good stuff that is happening because people are being helped. And I'm really hoping that families and marriages and companies are all going to be benefited from because of this book and the, in the insights about people's individual styles, whether it's their learning style, their financial style, or whether it's their parenting style or the decision style. So I uh, hope you get a copy of it in one way or another and, and see if it doesn't benefit you. If you have read it, by all means, uh, go on the Amazon and Goodreads and uh, a review there. appreciate all the reviews. Reviews are always so helpful. It helps people to understand uh, what the book is about and how it's helped you. And same thing goes for this podcast. Love to have more and more reviews and, and ratings uh, from all kinds of folks that are listening. If you've been listening but haven't subscribed, just subscribe and then you get the newest episode each time it comes out, come right to you. And uh, that that will uh, help us continue to uh, expand our reach. And, and while we're talking about happiness, help more people to have a happy new year. And so d- today we're going to talk about uh, another aspect of happiness. But I want to talk about another one that I'm not going to devote an episode to. And here's the reason why I already did. Episode 28 was about gratitude and That is a huge part of what it means to experience happiness in your life. There have been numerous studies that have been done that all point to the fact that people who have gratitude are happier people. And I would devote a whole episode to that in this happiness theme, except, again, I've already talked about it, already covered that material in episode 28. So I encourage you to listen to episode 28 on gratitude and all the principles that are in there about gratitude are the same principles I would share as it relates to happiness. The 
the principles are the same in terms of here's what it looks like to have gratitude. Here's how you can have more gratitude. The bottom line is if you will do that, if you listen to the episode and and practice those principles, that, that will bring you a great degree of happiness. Today, we're going to talk about the other habit of happiness that is absolutely crucial, and that is serving other people. In other words, the idea that happiness comes as we do for others and we don't just focus on ourselves. But let me share some just fascinating information about happiness that I I just think is is just really remarkable. For for instance, um, the richest country in the world is Qatar. It is not the happiest. The nation with the longest life expectancy is Japan, not the happiest. The country with the highest percentage of college graduates is Canada, didn't even make the top 10. Didn't even make the top 10. How about that? And that if that doesn't uh, kind of mess with your head, I mean, that's that's it. That's the information. And again, this this comes from Gallup and the World Happiness Report. So it's solid information for sure. What is interesting is that seven of the top 10 countries that are the most happiest are in Latin America. Yes, Latin America. Surprised? I think that that is surprising. A country like Guatemala, it's had decades of civil war and all kinds of criminality. Just what you just wouldn't think, you know, of that as as a happy place, and yet it's seventh, seventh in the World Happiness Index, even though. In another index, the United Nations Human Development Index, it's just above Iraq in terms of life expectancy per capita income. I mean, it's really, it's just really interesting. So what, what, is the, what is it that they're asking people in terms of happiness? They're asking them questions like, do they uh, get enough rest? Do they feel they're treated with respect? Do they smile and laugh a lot? Uh, have they learned or done something interesting? Do they have feelings of enjoyment? And at the top of that list, when those questions are asked in terms of the World Happiness Report, the happiest countries are Paraguay and Panama. Paraguay and Panama. Been to Paraguay? Spoken there before. Have not been to Panama. What we know is they're certainly not rich countries, are they? Fascinating, isn't it? That 85% of those who were asked those five questions about those five statements that I just said, 85% said yes to all five. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. By the way, the people least likely to report positive emotions that of those five, Singapore. Singapore. It's a wealthy place. It's a city-state. You know, it's it's a developed country. And it and it's not the only one. Germany and France. 
tied with Somalia. Somalia, I mean, that is a tough place in Africa. Tied with them, 47th. 47th. So this is some fascinating information. Now, some of the countries are not surprising to hear. Iraq, Yemen, Afghanistan, Haiti. But still, some are really, really, really surprising. This is a funny statement that came from a sociologist in Armenia. Feeling unhappy is part of the national mentality here in terms of Armenia. Our national mentality is wrapped up in unhappiness. Now, you might be saying, hey, uh, how about America? Where's America rank? America ranks 33rd. Not high. Not high by, by any means. Prosperous, great America. The country that people want to come to from all over the world. And yet, not a high ranking for happiness. Now, some countries have actually tried their, to try to make themselves happier by creating a ministry of happiness. No joke. In, in Ecuador, it, it's, called, it's called the uh, Ministry of Buen Vivar, which means the good life. In Argentina, it's called the Ministry of the People's Supreme Social Happiness. Both were created in 2013. But again, World Happiness Report, Ecuador is 48th, Argentina 23rd. So setting up a national ministry to create happier lives is, is not working. It, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't do it. And by the way, just to kind of spin on in another direction and look at some, some place like Russia. And, and Russia, I mean, wow, it, it, you, have, you talk about some unhappy people. That is a country with unhappy people. In, in the Better Life Index, which is the uh, uh, index published by the Organization for Economic Cooperation Development, Russians rated their general life satisfaction as 3 out of 10. Three quarters of Russians say they are struggling or suffering. Only 25% are thriving. And just to give you a, a comparison from this particular study, the United States, nearly 60% of people describe themselves as thriving. 25% in Russia, 60% in America. So the happiest people are not the wealthiest. They're not the ones that live the longest. We've talked about three habits of happiness these last uh, several episodes. And now I want to talk about this idea of serving others. Norman Vincent Peale, the man who lives for himself is a failure. The man who lives for others is a success. Happiness, that's his quote. Here's mine. Happiness comes not from getting, but from, from giving. Those who serve others have the habit of happiness. Jesus Christ modeled this and taught this better than anyone ever has. The idea that serving others instead of serving yourself, do unto others. The Bible says Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. Serving has its roots, really, in our understanding of, of, of who God is and what he does. 
every act of service is really another step in shaping us and shaping us in a very positive and healthy direction toward Christ-likeness. God has made us, and this is really an awesome thought, partners. Partners with him. He's got work to do in this world, and he wants us to do it. He wants us to do it by service. Serving is how God's work gets done, how all the good things in this world to combat the evil things get done. And when you serve, you're happy. Happy people are servants. And they inspire others through their service. It's very inspirational to be around people that serve. You can bring happiness to others by using your time to serve other people. Bringing value to others is what serving is really all about. Instead of living just for yourself, help others. Many times when I have met with people that are struggling, their focus is almost solely on themselves. And I always give this advice. Start serving. Start helping others and see how that helps you. We look at people who are missionaries who go to foreign countries to serve. It's inspiring. It's inspiring the sacrifices that they make, leaving behind their culture, having to learn a new culture, a new language, saying goodbye to their family and friends. It is an awesome sacrifice, and it is inspiring. Service inspires those who are in the military. And, and, and my oldest son is army officer, so I know about this. I know all about it. He served in Afghanistan. He served in Europe. People in the military who serve this country are, are inspirational to us. We look at them and we say, they're doing what, what I'm not doing and what I'm unwilling to do. But you don't have to be a missionary and go to another country or serve in the military and, and be deployed who knows where to serve. I mean, you can serve right now in the community that you are in. Serving gives us the opportunity to impact people's lives in a very positive, positive way. And there are so many opportunities to serve. Obviously, I am very prejudicial toward the church. I don't think there's any greater organization in the world than the Church of Jesus Christ, and the opportunities to serve in a church are phenomenal. If you ever say, well, I went to this agency or this group, and they didn't seem to need any help, or, or I couldn't make, their, make my schedule work with theirs, go to a church. A church will, any good church will be doing so many things, they'll always need extra hands to help. So what is it that keeps us from serving and thus keeps us from experiencing the happiness that we could have? Let me give you what I think are some roadblocks. The first one, I don't have time. You know, here we go. You know, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have enough time. Busy, busy, don't have time. And just in preparing for this uh, podcast, I happened to be in my car driving and the DJ was on the radio and he was talking about uh, this new Netflix series that was coming out and that he was going to spend uh, the weekend binge watching it. 
And, you know, this binge watching thing is, is kind of like insane now. I mean, there's more streaming services than ever and there's more things out there. And I would just challenge you before you say, you know, I don't have, I don't have enough time. I just would ask you, and what are you doing with your time? And I think uh, it, it, an honest person would all of a sudden have to say, well, yeah, I probably could. I probably could some, find some time. I, might, I mean, I might have to stop binge watching. I, you know, I might have to stop doing some other things. I mean, the amount of time people spend watching television is incredible. Five hours a day, it seems impossible. That's, the, that's what the latest survey says. I mean, it's almost, it's almost hard to believe. And then and you think about social media. I mean, this is taking up almost all of people's free time is the internet and TV. And if you scale that back, you'd have time to serve. You may say, well, I don't have any talents. I don't have any gifts to share with anyone. And, and, and I would say a couple of things. Number one is, I bet you do. I bet you do have talents and gifts. Second thing I'd say is, that there are places where, you know, what are the talents and gifts? I mean, there's all, really, you can always find one, but let, let, you use, use something like a greeter at a church. I mean, a greeter, it's a very easy position. It doesn't take a lot of time. You know, what are the talents? Well, you mean, you got to be able to smile, you know, be friendly, and hand people something when they walk in that tells them what's going on in the church. I mean, that's, that's not a lot of qualifications. Now, again, not everybody can do that because not everybody's friendly. And so, I mean, if you're in any kind of like role where you interact with people a lot, sales or other things, I mean, you, you make a great greeter for a church. But you have talents and you have abilities and they could be used in very, very positive ways. I'm certain of that. You may say, here's another roadblock. I feel overwhelmed by the need. You know, it just seems like there's so many problems and what are we going to do? And of course, that, that that's not the answer because if everybody sits back and says that, for instance, we've been feeding the homeless for years at my church, for years. In fact, now we expanded, we, we've done it on Wednesday nights, now we're doing it on Saturday mornings. I mean, we're expanding it. In other words, there's there the need is greater, so we just expand the ministry. We don't go, oh, we can't, we might as well stop doing it at all. It's just too much, it's overwhelming. It's not overwhelming, it can be done. It it, it takes people who are willing to step up and, and do the job. Maybe your roadblock is this I got trapped into something before. You know, you started volunteering and then you know you just feel like the people sort of uh changed it from you know two hours a week to ten hours a week or or you start out doing one thing and then they start asking you to do something else. And, and by the way, that can happen because, again, when, you know, when people show the talents and skills that they have and they exhibit commitment, then leaders like me see that and say, hey, you know, this person can be used. This person's got skills. So sometimes, you know, it's just the result of your success. But, you know, you may say, I, I don't want that. Well, the answer is just to say no. Just say, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate the offer. I appreciate your confidence in me. But I just want to stay with what I'm doing right now. That's that's it. You can do that. By the way, many people end up, of course, stepping up into, uh, into other levels of, of service because they are good at it and they enjoy it. And it becomes extremely fulfilling for them. And this leads to another roadblock, which is, you know, they'll find more for me to do. You know, this this idea that... You know, if I start helping, it's like, you know, slippery slope. Where is it going to end? 
these people will be working me to the bone. And, and um, you know, I'm not saying that can't happen because obviously it can happen, but it's it's really it's really not likely to happen, frankly. There's many organizations that are happy to take whatever it is that you can offer and leave it at that. Nothing more needs to needs to be said about it. Again, what I'm absolutely certain of is that you'll you'll be amazed at how your happiness level will go up if you start serving others. You will. You know, one of the things that you'll see is you'll be like, wow, you know, like I got it better than I thought I did. You know, you you're out here helping people and, and you know, you realize that, man, you know, everybody's got problems and not the only one. And some people have some serious problems. My experience in servant leadership for years is exactly this. You know, it's just like, wow, I mean, I'm, I, I'm kind of down because I got this little health issue and somebody else has cancer. Somebody else just died. Kind of puts things in perspective. You know, you're like, oh, man, I wish I had more money. I wish I could do this. And then somebody loses their job. You meet someone in, in, in real poverty. It really... It's really quite an attitude adjuster. I mean, the, the research with psychologists says that serving others is a powerful medicine that, listen, that can cure or lessen depression and depressive moods. And, and I think that it, it is exactly that. I think that's ex exactly what can happen. It's precisely the kind of thing that can happen. That by serving others, you get to focus off yourself. So you say, all right, all right, Rick, well, where, where could I do this? Where, where could I do this? Well, I mean, come on. Again, I mentioned the church because the church is, you know, the largest volunteer organization in the world by, you know, huge, huge amounts. Not even, I mean, just two billion Christians in this world. There's an enormous number of churches. There's all kinds of opportunities and, and roles for you. Let's just say that, that's not for you. But but before before we do that, let me just say, for many of you, that is for you. In fact, some of you have been sitting in the chairs of your church for years and never done anything. It's like, come on, it's time to start serving and you're going to be a lot happier. You're going to be amazed. The Happy New Year, the year you started serving and you're going to get to the end of this year and you'll be like, wow, this has really been a happy year for me. And you're going to trace it back to the fact that you started serving. But there are a host of other nonprofit organizations that are always looking for people to volunteer and help in a host of ways. Organizations that uh, help youth and, and children. Organizations that help the poor. Organizations that educate. There are all kinds of things that you can do. You may, for instance, want to take some of your professional talents and apply them, you know, in what you might call a pro bono way, where you take what you have in terms of a skill set and you offer it without any kind of financial compensation just to help other people. I mean, that's, again, been done for years in, say, the legal profession or the medical profession, but it applies to many other. I mean, I just think of people who, who like have abilities with graphics and, and website design and all that sort of stuff. And the fact that those folks can can help help organizations that really need it in, in a world where the Internet is, Internet is so 
dominant, you know, to have a really sharp looking website can, can make all the difference in, in attracting people and being effective. And so, you know, whatever your skills are. And I would also just say, if you have an outgoing personality for an extrovert, if you're again, one of these fun loving people, that's really helpful. There's just a lot of voluntary organizations that they need that smiling face. They, they need that positive presence and you could bring that and, and you'd just be amazed how, how that will, will lift an organization or a group because not everybody's like that. Now, again, if you're more introverted, if you're more detail oriented, <laughs> I mean, it's needed. It's absolutely needed. Not everybody, you know, can be out front. Some people got to be behind the scenes. You know, you may say, well, that's me. That's me, Rick. I'm not a, I'm not out front person. That's fine. There's all kinds of important roles for people that are, quote unquote, behind the scenes, voluntary roles. The, the reality is just straight up. It's this. There's a ton that needs to get done in this world. Good, good things. And there aren't enough people volunteering to do that. I mean, that's just the truth. And then the other truth is this. People who volunteer are happier than people who don't. So think about that. It's like a slam dunk, right? Like, duh. Okay, so there's a need for good to be done in this world. And there's a need for people to be happier and those two needs can be filled by one action, serving. Would that all of the problems in this world could be solved so easily. And again, you may be like, yeah, whatever. I don't know, Rick. Just try it. I mean, just give it a shot. I mean, no, not, not like volunteer two times. But I mean, you know, this year, you just go out there and see what happens if you serve. Now, you know, you may want to do a bunch of one-off things and just you know, do this trash pickup this time and, and, and then go do this other thing with the homeless the next time. And that may work for you, or you may, many people sort of dig into one organization or group and, and find that that really is more fulfilling because again, it gets into the, the, the stuff from last week's episode on relationships. You know, you start building healthy relationships, you start building, you make new friends. I mean, again, this is what happens to a lot of people when they volunteer. They they gain a whole new group of friends. So they've got their friends and they've got their coworkers and now they have their other friends over here. And as I said last week, no one can have enough friends. So now you gain more friends. That's another, you see how this is like, you're like building the happiness quotient right in. You're volunteering, you're making new friends. I mean, you're just moving absolutely in the right direction of where you want to move in, in order to have a happy new year. This is, this is the formula. This will, let's talk about an action step. You know, so this can actually take place in, you know, just listen to a podcast and, you know, you're on to the next one. I mean, let's just talk about what would be an, an, an action step, an action plan, you know, steps that you could take. I mean, just when you get done listening to this, just just think. Maybe you're already in a church and you're like, yeah, they, they you know, they've talked about different things that they need volunteers for. I mean, that's a perfect way to start. Maybe you're not in a church and you don't 
know of right now anything that you could do, why don't you just, you know, just commit and, you know, going to get on the internet and just going to do some research about organizations in my community that do something that I, I might be interested in. Some of the things that I just talked about, whether it's education or youth and children or the homeless or whatever it might be, and just find out about organizations and then maybe hone in on one and, and contact them and say, I'd like to come for a visit, check out what you guys do and see if there might be a place for me to get involved and, and then, you know, actually set up the time and do it. And then let's just say that that doesn't seem to be a fit. It doesn't seem to work. Don't give up. Just keep looking. It may, it may take more than one time. It may not. You may, may nail it right away. But you keep looking into it do. And the same thing goes for the church. And you, know, you may, you know, you may uh, get involved in, in a ministry in your church. And then you're like, nah, this isn't really for me. The answer is, okay, no more serving. The answer is there's got to be a ministry that is for me. And I just need to find out uh, which one it is. And just because it didn't happen on the first time doesn't mean it's going to happen. But if, if you keep after it, you'll, you'll find that there's somewhere for you to serve. And when you find that place for you to serve you're going to be happier. 2020 is going to be Happy New Year for you. I hope you do it. See you next week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.